brother. Up, dog. How you doing, man? Dog, excited. Excited to see you. Excited to be here, man. It's a good day. How are you? It is a good day. Good, man. You went running today. You got the guns out. I got the guns out, getting a little bit of sun, did my did, did my Thursday 10 miler. It was like 60 degrees out here. It was fucking amazing. Good dude. Went to the went to the grocery store. I was almost late, man, because uh, I got caught talking to my grocery store bay. Dude, I know the feeling. It's all right. Yeah. I, I wish I had a dollar for every time I was stopped at Whole Foods, some local celebrity around here. You know what I mean? It's a pain. Um, I, I'm not a I am not a celebrity. I seek her out. This is this is the woman who works uh, as a checkout cashier at Publix, which is a, a, a chain of grocery stores that we have down here. And uh, she's 56 years old and she's super into Cradle of Filth and Cannibal Corpse. So we should get her on the podcast, obviously. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, where's she at, bro? Bring her. But like she's uh, like her daughters are into death metal and they fucking steal her show shirts and shit like that. So every time I check out at Publix, man, I got to shoot the shit with her. She rules. I uh, I listened to the second Cradle of Filth record yesterday, and oh. thought you the whole yeah. I went for a, it was like kind of gloomy here and rainy. Went Perfect. for went for a walk, and I was like I had some I had some fucking typo on. Uh, I did it. I was doing it, but it's I was hard. like I need something a little heavier. And I I threw on I thought of you, and I put on Dusk and Her Embrace, and I just was just in a Tim Burton movie. I felt like. <laughs> it was <laughs> uh, walking around fucking walking around like stormy new england listening to cradle of filth like that's the dream right there brother it's the shit fucking, yeah. and dude dusk and her embrace is a brilliant record like we've we've been we've been talking about that on twitter a lot the last couple of days dust yeah. that three album run from dusk to um cruelty and the beast to midian just a fucking absolute unholy trinity of infernal excellent records i love that shit Yes, being as I'm not admittedly not quite into Cradle of Filth as much as you are, though I am. Those are definitely my three favorite albums. Knowing not that much about them, you know. We're gonna get you there. I'm gonna put together a crash course in obscure Cradle for you, just so you can find all the shit that's under the surface. Please. (laughs) Speaking of Cradle of Filth, like we always do, who are we talking to today? (laughs) Well, you know about Cradle of Filth. We are talking to a man who has absolutely nothing to do with Cradle of Filth today. Um, oh, yeah. We won't hold, that, won't hold that against him. The gentleman we're talking to today is from Rabbit Dog Films. His name is Cam Schwartz. He has a documentary on death metal called The Growl that he's working on. Um, I want to talk to him about that, but more than anything, like I want to learn from him, man. Yeah. Like This is a motherfucker who is most definitely a death metal historian. And, um, you know, he's been a part of the scene for a really long time. I think that he has all kinds of fucking arcane knowledge that he's going to be able to lay on us. And so today we're just going to listen to this motherfucker talk. Yeah, we're just going to add, do you have some questions ready to fire at him that you really want to know certain trivias? I don't know. Well, well, it's kind of, it's a yes and no type thing, right? Because it's some of the questions that I have are like a scene behind the curtain kind of thing. We're like, maybe better to keep the mystery, but we'll see we'll see how the conversation goes okay um yeah i'm, I'm interested man i'm just gonna kick back yeah no it, i've i i've i interact with him on instagram i've been following him on instagram for a long time um post a lot of pics with motherfuckers who i would just be absolutely slack jawed if i met in person um so he's like he's he's the man he's the deal he is on the inside he is the librarian 
he's fucking KG and we're fucking JB trying to learn from him. And I think it's going to be amazing. You might get flicked the pick of destiny at the end of this podcast, bro. Fuck yes, brother. I'm into it, bro. I, um, I knew about the growl documentary, but it's not out. Is it? I, I don't think so. No, I've never seen it. Okay. I was going to say, I just have never seen it in full, but then I realized I don't think, I think that's because it's not available. Okay. Yeah. As I understand it, he's still working on it. I know what stage it's in. Um, yeah. And I, you know, obviously I'm hoping that he'll talk to us a good bit about that today. Um, but yeah, I would think that a documentary with the kind of scope that I think that this one has would be a long labor of love. I'm sure that it takes, I'm sure there's a lot involved with putting all that shit together. So I don't, I have no idea what the timeline yeah, is. Yeah, man. I'm fascinated to hear about it from him. You and me both. It's going to, it's going to be good. Maybe he will know some shit about Cradle of Filth, man. Why are you counting that out? Maybe so. I don't know. It's a little bit outside the death metal. Ra- cradle is like a, Cradle is a, Cradle is what we refer to in the rhetorical theory field as a boundary object, right? Um, there is a number of sort of different intersecting disciplines and fields that, that, are, that are overlapping sort of in the area of Cradle of Filth. And Cradle of Filth is sort of straddling a number of different lines, but you don't really know where to put them, right? So they bring a lot of different fields together. They bring a lot of different disciplines and subgenres and everything together. But at the same time, there are a lot of people who don't really know what to do with that. Exactly. Um, so like, there's still, you know, the people who are like, oh, Cradle of Filth is a black metal band or, oh, Cradle of Filth is definitely, a, you know, uh, just a straight up metal band or whatever. I think the best definition for Cradle of Filth is a melodic death metal band, a symphonic melodic death metal band. For sure. Um, and we'll get somebody on here to argue about that with one day. I don't know. Maybe Cam has an opinion. We can ask him and we'll see. Um, one of the uh, likely responses is Cradle of Filth. Fuck that shit. Definitely. But like, I respect that as well. I kind of want that to happen, honestly. Look, not everybody is going to be into horny vampire circus metal. It's just not going to be for everybody. But it's for me, goddamn. And for all the cradle that somebody else doesn't enjoy, I'm going to enjoy it for them. I'm, I'm here for you for that. What's your, what are your thoughts on uh, their arch nemesis, Demo Borgir? I like Demon Borg Gear too. I like, um, so those were like, if we're talking about quote unquote, like scare quotes, black metal, right? When when I was getting into more extreme music back in the 90s, those bands were still considered black metal bands by and large. Um, I was under the impression that the music that they made was black metal and the, the bands like Emperor, who were definitely a black metal band, but bands like Emperor, Cradle of Filth, Demi War Gear, Old Man's Child, Covenant, those are all the bands that I got into that I considered to be black metal, like when I was in high school, back in the 90s. And um, some of them I kept up with and remained a fan of, some of them I didn't. Um, but I, I definitely am much closer to Cradle's catalog than I am to Demi War Gear's catalog. They had a couple of records that I was not a huge fan of, but honestly... If you look at the current incarnation of both of those bands, I think that they're in some of the best shape that they've ever been in. That last Demi record was Fire, Eonian, yeah. and uh, Cradle of Filth has experienced a rebirth over their last two records with this whole big influx of new musicians and everything sounds reinvigorated. Um, yeah, man. I'm dead. We, gotta, I'm just, we, we gotta start fucking, we gotta get 
we got to get all these motherfuckers on the podcast. For sure. We got to figure out some way to get these people on here. All of Demi Bourdieu at one time. Yes, all of Demi Bourdieu at one time. I actively, you don't, so you're not on Twitter, so you don't see, uh, number one, my constant stream of bullshit shit posting because I can't help myself, but also like I am actively campaigning to get Galder on this show. And I don't know if you know who Galder is, but Galder is the guy who plays guitar in Demi Bourdieu and he's been in Demi Bourdieu for like 20 years now. But before that, he was in a band called Old Man's Child. And I fucking worshipped that band growing up. And I still love that band, even though we hadn't put anything out in fucking, God, over 10 years, I don't think. I think the last record came out in like 09 or something. Um, Actively trying to get this dude uh, on the show. No luck so far. But if the time comes, I will will brief you on all that you need to know about Galder and we will get up to speed. Really, I want to make sure that I have his blessing to be him for Halloween this year. That's fantastic. I will admit to everyone right now that I've never heard of Old Man's Child. I, you're, you're not alone. They've been, they've been defunct for, you know, a long fucking time. And a, a lot of the music, you know, they, they, they started off in the black metal scene. Their first record is definitely a black metal record. Um, but everything after that, again, kind of like Cradle of Filth, got a little bit more into the death metal, symphonic death metal vein. And so um, it, it wasn't, it didn't have the staying power that sure. a lot of bands who uh, sort of kept to their sound, you know, or, or, well, I, bands who kept to their aesthetic, I guess, um, yeah. have, have had over the years, like Immortal or, or Gorgoroth or Dark Throne, even though these bands have changed their sound. Uh, some of them have changed their sound drastically, right? Uh, they still have sort of managed to appeal to a lot of the same, the same bass, the same, because they've kept that same aesthetic. Even just looking at their album covers, you can tell the first three are definitely black metal, and then they slowly transition to what would look like a Cradle of Filth or Belphegor kind of. Yeah, yeah. Album. Oh, Belphegor was a fucking sick but band, too. I man. love Belphegor, yeah. I've seen them with, I, I've seen Belphegor and Demu Borgir, actually, and they're both fucking killer live. I've, I've never seen Demi Wardier. I would like to. They're awesome. Um, I think it could be fun. Yeah, there's a ton of ton of theatrics, like real cool. Yeah, I'm sure. And like because they're so like internationally huge, I, I wonder if in Norway they're like, God. are they like radio rock in Norway? I would hope so. Like, is Demi Wardier like the five finger death punch of Norway? I would hope so. That would make Norway a whole lot cooler than us. I think Norway is already pretty fucking cool, my man. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's just another like, thing that would make them way cooler than us. If you just turn on fucking pop rock radio and it's Demi Borgir, like that would be tight. I would be cool with that. What uh, what were you listening to on your 10-mile run today, bro? On my 10-mile run today, I was listening to – actually have them handy right here. Shit. The first internal bleeding album, which I finally got a fucking physical copy of from Russia. Ordered it two months ago. Got here yesterday. Good for you, bro. Um, the debut EP from Deviant Burial uh, featuring Chris Briggs, who is, uh, he's got a, a, a death metal show, um, Metal Revolution on WVUM in Miami. Um, he sings for this band, Deviant Burial. This shit is fucking awesome. It is tight. It is worth checking out. And then I also got the uh, the three tape care package from Sewer Rot Records yesterday. So this is Cryptum, 
a band called Dower, D-O-W-R-R. Yeah, yeah, I know them. They're sweet. And then, and then Disrupted. This fucking Disrupted tape, dude, this is some straight-up disgusting Swedish chainsaw shit. So it was a What's very productive run. Guillotine uh, on it? What, dis, what's the band called? Who's the band? your ass. It's a guillotine. Um, Disruptor. That's so. Disrupted. Disrupted. I'm sorry. Disruptor is the new Fear Factory single. Disrupted is this Dis- sick fucking death metal band. Pure death. Pure death. I'm so into this. Dude. It is. Thanks for sharing. This is why I asked. I knew, I, I knew I'd get some good shit out of this that I didn't know about. It was a good day, man. It was a good run. It was a powerful run. I feel like I got a lot of fucking... I absorbed the beams of the sun... And I was powered by death metal, and I ate some fucking macadamia nuts. So I was powered oh. by healthy fats. It was a good. It was a good day, and it's gonna be. It's gonna continue to be a good day. I got a good feeling about this. We're gonna have a good chat with Cam. Yes, I got are. a good feeling that my dog's gonna shit outside today, which is a fucking. That's a, always a great thing when I can get that to happen. I finished grading my shit for the semester this morning. I I submitted all my final grades this morning, so I'm home free, baby. It's the right. summer of Schuler. It is summer. You're, that's why the guns are out today. You're doing we're, we're vibes today, bro. I love that. I get some suns on the guns. I gotta work on the guns, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bulk up. Do you? You, you staying on your plant based diet? We do. We hit. I'm staying. I'm staying on my plant based diet, and I might actually get some nutrition tips uh, from you. I'm, I'm, I'm making the decision this summer. At the end of the summer. Um, after I'm after I'm settled in DC and no longer sort of in this weird transitional period with moving and doing a lot of traveling, um, I'm going to go full vegan and I'm going to transition off of keto very slowly. Um, and I think I think it'll open up a lot of options um, for like me and my wife to do stuff together food wise because you know this crazy fucking diet does not leave a whole lot of room to accommodate other people. Sure. Um, and so I'm gonna. Gonna try and get some advice on how to do that in a way that is uh, we'll not quite as abrupt as the last couple of times that I've taken a keto break, where I just fucking take a break. I say, okay, I'm gonna take like two weeks and eat whatever the fuck I want, and then I eat whatever the fuck I want, and I end up like my body is at this point doesn't know what to do with carbohydrates, so yeah. like I just like straight up retain 15 fucking pounds of water weight like sure. inside of the first couple of days. It's crazy. I would definitely start small with some like light carbs, like a white rice or like white potato, something that like you can easily digest, your body will assimilate, or then slowly add some fruit. You know, that's how I would go about that. Take, uh, take, yeah. do it slow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That'd be, that'd be tight, man. Yeah. Will, Just definitely a bunch of shit. We will talk more about this as the, as the day, as the day draws near. Waterloo, hope y'all are listening. Yeah, Waterloo, come on. I reached out to Liquid Death, bro. Yeah, what the, did you get any response yet? Nope. It's all right. They don't know what they're missing. They'll be back. They'll come around. I do believe that they will. I think it's kind of perfect. I think, you know, they, they started not that long ago. and They have the same marketing ethos as us, man. We're just like, we're promoting the shit like we're a heavy metal band and just doing awesome shit in the health and wellness field. And they're just trying to shake up the water field, you know? 
They're, they're right. Water, water marketing is an untapped resource. Clearly, one of the things that I do is so after I after I sort of knocked Liquid Death one time, uh, for which I sincerely apologize. We'll never do I, it again. I never, never will do it again. I atone. Um, I did some some looking into it, and it, it turns out that this is actually the recycling aluminum cans game is far like better for the environment and far more doable than plastic bottles. Absolutely. Um, and so if that, that is an angle that I can certainly get behind. Of course, man. And what I, what I wish that they would do is fucking make some flavored fizzy water because then I would gladly replace like Waterloo. I love you guys, but y'all aren't picking up the phone. We got to get, we got to get somebody in here who's ready to fucking grease the wheels of the machine. And I think that liquid death is who we need to do that. I think it is. I think we're going to stay on it, man. There's no what doubt. If we had, what if we had our own flavors? If you had your own fucking flavor, if you had like a, a signature edition of like a, of a fizzy water, what would it be? Wow. That's a huge, I want to say something fucked up like sage, you know, fuck with interesting. Fizzy. You know, that's a harder that's a harder question to answer than what your favorite Black Sabbath record is. It is. That was way harder because I never thought about that before. I've spent days, years thinking about what my favorite Black Sabbath album is. A sage flavored water sounds like a, fucking intense. Like, yeah, like a witchy sparkling water, like natural herbs and shit that will fuck with people. That would be pretty tight. Like, yeah, an absinthe flavored <laughs> sparkling water for, for the... For the for the edgy motherfuckers out there. For us recovering addicts that are still edgy, though. Right. I fucking, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I've still got at least some of, quote unquote, it. And I, I, I display the it with uh, drinking absinthe flavored fizzy water. <laughs> Death comes lifting dog. There was this shit. Um, I don't know if it's still around or not, but this was right after I got sober. All, all the, I lived in a halfway house for a year and a half, and all of the dudes who lived there were drinking this shit called um, Drank. Is that still a thing? Are you familiar? I'm not talking about like dope drank. I'm talking about it was like it was marketed. Uh, you could get it at a gas station, and it was marketed as a reverse energy drink. No, and it was called it was called Drank, the slow motion potion. <laughs> And the, the flavors, and it had like melatonin in it and like valerian root or some shit like that. Stuff that's supposed to make you sleepy, right? Um, but the flavors of it were like supposed to imitate prescription cough syrup, right? So like that vasotest shit had that, that cartoonish grape flavor. Oh, shit. Um, X had this weird like yellow. It was just like, I, so I tried it. Um, and it didn't make me sleepy or anything, but I remember like drinking it and feeling guilty. I was like, this is, this is marketed specifically to motherfuckers who are like trying to mix this shit with, you know, with lean, with scissor. That's so, see, if they can get away with that, we can get away with witch flavored, spark, witchy flavored sparkling waters under death. I, I would certainly think so. I would hope so. But then again, those things aren't in business anymore. So who knows? That might not be the move, but. I see. What I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they've just gone underground. Maybe. I don't know because I haven't. I can't say that I've looked for one in fucking over a decade. Um, 
Maybe they realize there's more money in selling the real thing. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe. They're, Maybe. They're, it is entirely likely. They sound like a group of guys that would go that route. I, I have messaged my dude. All right, man. We'll hang for a minute. We'll see. Yeah, and he, he, I messaged him five minutes ago. Um, haven't heard back from him yet. We'll hang around and see. Yeah, man. No problem. Cam six six six. That's what you sent to, and he said in his email, Cannibal Cam six six six. Yep. So, yeah. Hopefully, it has his picture on it and stuff. So I think I think. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 What are you listening to today? Dude, I've had a I've had a busy day, but um, this is this is actually kind of cool. Me and uh, me and my girl, we just made plans to go to uh, England next year, and oh, that's rad, man. All that, um, yeah, it's gonna be sweet. And I saw that uh, we were gonna be there when Desert Fest was happening. So your boy bought some tickets to the last day of Desert Fest, which is I Hate God. Electric Wizard and Yob headlining. So I was jamming Electric yeah. Fucking Wizard today. Dude, that's going to be tight. That'll be a hell of a show. Where is it? Where in England is it? It's in London. It's in... Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's at some club or whatever. So it's like a three-day thing, but we're only going to one day, but I'm going to weasel my way in there, bro. There is absolutely zero reason, because the island is not that big, right? Right. There is no reason that you can't hang out with Tom from Celestial Sanctuary while you're there. Exactly. Got to hang out with him. I'll do and it. And there's no reason that the two of you and your girl, that you guys can't get together and just show up at Danny Filth's house. There's no reason why you can't do that. And I'm going to be, yeah, wearing a Lips and Riffs t-shirt. That I am going to make those into t-shirts, by the way. Those, uh, that oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, tanks, probably. Yeah, tanks are good. Got to explain the guns, man. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a limited run of this. So I'll definitely going to send you one, and the, the podcast nerds will be hooked up. And yeah, I'm going to wear that and get a picture with Danny Filth, bro. It's happening. With Danny Filth. Track down Carl from Memoriam, oh. too, That would because he seems like a good dude. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll give him a call. I'll be like, yo, you remember us? Let's hang out. I'm at your house. That's right now. We can hang out and tie-dye some shit. Hang yeah. out and tie-dye some shit with Carl and his daughter. And I'll only bring up Bowl Thrower once. Yes, only one. I feel like because we made it through the entire first interview without referencing Bowl Thrower, if you meet the man in person, it would be okay to say, hey, I appreciate your output, That's regardless right. of what name it's under. And one of those names is Bolt Thrower. I, want, I just wonder what his favorite record, Bolt Thrower record is. You know, I just would kind of want to talk to him about his experience with them. I'm going to go out on a limb and say his favorite bolt thrower record is Those Once Loyal. Probably. The last one. I think that because apparently the band, the entire consensus of the band when they were trying to write the follow-up to Those Once Loyal 
was that they couldn't top it. No so shit. that's why they, yeah. So that's why they didn't like, that's why like so, both or ended when Martin Kearns died, when Kitty, Kitty Kearns, the drummer died. Yeah. But before that, they, they had gotten together to write a follow-up to those once loyal and none of the shit that they were writing, they felt compared to that record. Um, so they just, they gave up, like they, they, they said, all right, we're fine. We're cool with this. We'll, we'll burn out bright. That's really sick. I had no idea that that was the case. You might've told me that, but I don't remember. That's kind of sweet. That makes That's me like that record more. And I love that record. That's one of the I, best. It's, it's a bolt thrower record, right? Yeah. Um, I, a lot of times I don't, I don't get, nobody gives me shit for that being my favorite, but I do get shit for the fact that um, in battle, there is no law is the one that I like least. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think it sucks. And I, and I don't think it's a bad album by any stretch of the imagination. It is the one that I prefer least because it's, it's good, but it's almost like it's not a bolt thrower record. It's, it's more, it's more of like a grunt, like the, the shit that I love from bolt thrower, like the riffs that I love from bolt thrower aren't on that record. The yeah. style that I love with bolt thrower showed up on the next record and only got more refined as they went along. I agree very much. Um, when I went through, and I think I texted you this when this was happening, I was in a deep bolt thrower rabbit hole and just, you know, kind of rediscovering some shit. And I was floored by For Victory. I couldn't believe how, like, fucking heavy and doomy and sick it was. Like, I didn't remember that being that good at all, man. That like, That's, like, in my top three, maybe my top two, for sure, for bolt, bolt thrower. For Victory, the yeah. entire – there's not a fucking weak riff on that whole record. No. And there are – that is one of two bolt thrower records that I consider to be in that category. The other one being those ones loyal. Um, that like that there's just, there's fucking no letting up with that record. The version of it that I picked up, I picked up with, um, it was a two disc version that had war in the back of it. The, the live record. Okay. Um, and like, I listened to that shit just for fucking days and days after I got it. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's them. I think, at their catchiest next to those ones loyal but also it's just a record that's got no fucking lulls in it like you said even when it feels doomy like even when it's slower it's heavy as fucking engaging right like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it, the slowing down or or the sort of breaking it doesn't break the momentum right right it's, it's, it's um, pretty masterful yeah it is it I was, is I was digging it. solid fucking workout record too but then again all bolt thrower i guess is solid gym shit yeah, you can't you can't go wrong, especially for lifting weights. Bolt, bolt throwers classic meat and potatoes, man. You're doing this for the meat and potatoes exercises. A bolt thrower, bench press, squat, deadlift. That's what right. happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Channel your yeah, caveman. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. But I haven't been lifting as much, man. I've been on a huge calisthenics and yoga grind and just like going for runs. That's, that's man. I've been going for runs and then doing calisthenics and fucking isometrics in my room. That that's what I've been doing for a year now, and it's it it's surprisingly effective. I am looking forward to uh, getting back to the gym, and we're gonna the place that we're moving to in DC has the gym in the building, um, and so I'm looking forward to getting back to actually doing some weight training in June, starting in June. Yeah, man, that'll be good. It's, it's good to know that you don't need it. Like, you know, you don't need it, need it really. 
you know. Yeah, and it's should, but you know, you can make do without it. You can, and I think it's it's just it's good to change shit up. You know, one of the yeah. things that we were that you and I were talking about um, around this time last year when I had just started when I had just left the gym because of COVID and was starting to do like the same routine that I'm doing now, basically just body weight stuff. Is it like uh, shocking your system, trying new things or whatever? Like that shit, that shit works. What is it? Um, is the I think the guy's name is like Lou. Is it, it, it might be Lou Schuler or Lou Alt Schuler? Maybe I'm not exactly sure. Um, but a book I can't remember the name of the book either. He was like it was three movements. There's like the three movements of of fitness are like push, pull, and twist. I can't remember the name of the fucking book, but I'll look it up. But one of the things that he that he said in there that that stuck with me is that when it comes to when it comes to lifting weights, everything works, but nothing works forever. And that's like some that's some sage wisdom right there, man. It's true. Always keep the machine guessing a little bit, man. It's, it'd be good to cycle in and out. And plus, when you get back to weight training, my guess is you're going to get swole than a motherfucker, dude, because your body will be like will respond quick. You're going to be eating carbs. Your muscles are going to be like, bro. Mrs. Schuler's not going to know what to fucking do. Not going to know what to do. She's going to have a fucking beast on her hands. That's what I'm talking about. Not knowing what to do, man. I... Hey, at the very least, we can reschedule. We recorded the intro. You know what I'm saying? We can reschedule. We recorded the intro. Good intro. I feel like this. I feel like this was a quality. This was a quality conversation that could probably just be a standalone podcast. We can really? call it like a shit shoot or something because yeah you know, it's been over a year since we did a podcast that was just me and you i know dude i'm good with this you know I, I would call nothing a failure everything happens for a reason so if he doesn't show up it was for us to bond harder it does indeed man for us to to further be bros and, and i'm sure cannibal cam means well and he's a sweet dude and he just slipped his mind and he's going to be apologetic and come back on in no time he's got to be a busy man just like everybody else. It is three hours earlier for him there. Uh, now we were very, I was very clear. Like he knows, he knows the time difference, like means three here, noon there. Uh, but who knows, who knows, man, like shit happens and that's fine. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of which you want to hear some fucking crazy shit that happened to me the other day? Yeah. Let's throw them off. We'll throw. We'll, we'll we'll give him a little bit more time so I can run through this story. Right, I was driving back from D.C. on Sunday, I ninety five. Right, major vein, huge amounts of traffic through yeah. the United States. Right, or you know down the East Coast. I've, I've been. Yeah, I ninety five. I am in Virginia, southbound on I ninety five, like ten miles from the North Carolina border, and a fucking tree fell in front of my car while I was driving down the interstate. Final Destination 2 is all I can think of right now, bro. That's Dude, that's the same shit that I was thinking too. The f Final Destination oh, 2, the opening, of, the opening of that movie <laughs> is one of the only things that's ever, like a movie yeah. that I've ever seen that's like disturbed me to my core. Like that shit scares the shit out of me. I think but about it all the time. <laughs> it wasn't, it, so, and this, well, and that's the kind of thing where like people die if shit like that happens right and it's, it's crazy to me um that there are even trees within falling distance of i-95 but like it, it it happened right like there and i i managed to get 
just underneath the tree before it landed. Like I didn't want to put on the brakes or anything. And I didn't really have time, obviously, to think about it because I was doing fucking 85 miles an hour. It's the, it's the interstate, right? Sure. Um, it grazed the top of my car. It knocked off both my rear view mirrors. And that was And that was it. Wow, dude. It knocked off your rear view mirrors. That was some shit. That's a close call, bro. Yes. Like, I, I assume that, like, the branches, you know, because the branches would have been further down than the trunk of the tree. I assume that the branches got my shit and then it fell right behind me. And, like, I kept on driving. I got a few miles down the road because there was, like, no shoulder where it happened. I got a few miles down the road and pulled over and took away my car and everything, expecting to be, like, fucked up. Um, cause it was really loud and my dog was freaking out and shit. I got out and I was just like, well, this is not that bad, man. Like this is especially compared to what could have happened. Right. If that, if that thing had gone through the windshield, dude, I would have been fucked. I'm so glad that that didn't happen to you, man. I'm so glad you didn't turn into lyrics to one of our favorite bands or something. Yeah, no, fucking shredded humans. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about that on the ride home too. It's like, when this happened, when this happened, I still had, you know, like four and a half hours left to go. Um, and so that was a, that was a fucking 10 and two holding the wheel, no distractions, fucking cruise control, right at 72 miles per hour trip, the remainder of the way. And I was like, man, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to be final destination two. I do not want to be something that Chris Barnes came up with when he was a teenager. Definitely I just want to make it back to South Carolina in one piece. And I did. Yeah. And I'm feeling good about it. And you made it back here to talk to me on this awesome podcast with no guests this week because you guys deserve it because you listeners out there deserve a conversation that's just between the two co-hosts. That's yes. why. That's why. And, we, did it for and you. We, will, we will definitely get Cam on the show at some point. 100%. But it's good to talk. It's good to just talk to you, my dude. It really is, man. This is sick. I think I think they're gonna dig it. We turn we turn negatives into positives around here. Right. When when we do get Cam, we'll just record a whole new fucking intro. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. This is going out. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is this is a podcast right here. Besides, we're deep in the hole right now. I'm not gonna. You know, people are gonna hear this obviously, so I'm not gonna reveal any names. But yeah. like, what do we have? Like four in the tank right now, and then we're gonna have another one tomorrow and another one next week. Yeah, we're killing it, bro. And maybe Fuck. maybe two next week, depending on if. He oh yeah! If if that person gets back to us, we'll, I'm excited. I'm stoked. I'm having a blast doing this. I'm so glad that we fucking stepped up the frequency, man. That we made oh, time man. to do this. It's killing, man. We're doing. We're getting, I, to talk, we're getting to talk to some of our favorite artists, and it's it's just cool, man. I'm having fun. Yeah, I just I totally look forward to these, man. It's like great. So I, I'm all for it. I fucking read. I'll say I reached out to Maryland Death Fest too yesterday or the other day when I uh, reached out to Liquid Death. So we'll wait to hear back from them too. I think How that's sick. Would that be? That's very doable. That is that is doable, and it's fucking dude. It would be so much fun. Like yeah, I, that would be the shit. Yeah, yeah. I was Perfect. like, I gave him the lowdown podcast. I'm like, whatever capacity you want us we're there we'll sponsor it we'll throw some money at you to put our name like on the flyer or even on the vendor list like anything we can do and then we're just gonna, yeah that's it that's what we're gonna do so maryland fucking death fest what's up maryland death fest get at us Whoa. like you it would be awesome to do like um to do like some legit fucking fitness shit while you're there like you yeah. do you get into like a fucking push-up contest with the most ripped musician that we can find? Yeah. For sure. That's happening. 
Yeah. That would be awesome. Spot content for days, man. Yeah. Content for days hey. and fun for days. It's going to rule. Yeah. We got a lot to look forward to. And we'll, I'm going to see you tomorrow, man. In like 24 hours from now. You're right, brother. All right, bro. I love this. I love you. I love this. I love you. I will talk to you tomorrow. I will let you know when our boy gets back to us to reschedule. You have a good one. You have a good one, man. See you tomorrow. Thank you for all.